Eric Asher. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the man. They all got to go. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN, 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Wednesday night edition here on 1061 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tuning app available for you anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. At home, you can get us via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM. You can always listen to the podcast when the show is completed. Just go to CrescentCitySports.com, click on more, and then click on podcast, and you've got it. Email me, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or feel free to call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 if you'd like to partake. Love to have you with us. We'll talk about the NBA Finals, talk about the Saints later on in this show. <clears throat> As I speak, I'm out at John Ryan Stadium for a Crescent City sports prep league game between Retief Oil and Malcolm Dennis. That's Jesuit-based Retief Oil, Rommel-based Malcolm Dennis. I'll keep you updated on that. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter for updates throughout the night. We'll have a game story immediately following. Speaking of baseball... Great to see Josh Smith the other night. I was in person in Arlington to watch his Major League debut, and he got three hits. Fantastic start in the majors for the former Catholic High and LSU star. Low-blight field's a nice place, by the way. It's indoors, so there's that with a retractable roof. I would not put it in my top ten, by the way, in terms of my favorite Major League parks. Uh, those would certainly be PNC Park in Pittsburgh, Oracle Park, San Francisco, Bush Stadium, St. Louis, Fenway Park, Boston. Uh, those would be my favorites, but that's me. So there you have it with baseball. And speaking of baseball, the NCAA baseball tournament set to get underway. And, of course, we've got four Louisiana teams participating, which is a great deal. And joining us to talk a little baseball and talk about the NCAA regional, which he typically works when they have one in Baton Rouge every year, which is not the case this year, is a Hall of Fame coach who did another terrific job with his program at Delgado this year. Uh, the Dolphins came within one victory of reaching the Junior College World Series. Of course, I'm referencing my good and great friend, Joe Sherman of Delgado. Joe, great to have you with us. How are you? Great, Kenny. It's great to be here, man. Well, look, I mean, I got it I got it going on right now. I mean, I'm watching baseball. I'm talking baseball. And, and with you at that, it's a pretty good deal, right? That's, a, that's, that's what it's all about. 
I'm, I'm kind of envious that you saw Josh Smith's debut. That's pretty good timing on your part. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't planned that way. I was, you know, we visited our son who's living and working in Austin, Texas, and made the drive to Arlington to go catch a game that evening. And it was great to do so. And, you know, as you know, my, my first love is baseball and being that since I was a kid, I wanted to see every major league park. So I've made every effort to get to every park I possibly can so I can cross that one off my list. And as I said earlier, it's a good park. I wouldn't put it in my, my top ten, but it's a good park. So, But then again, you've been to many of these major league facilities. These places are cathedrals, aren't they? Well, I have it, I have it on my list, and I also remember I caught COVID there. So um, I'll, never, I'll, never, I'll never forget it because of that. So. Uh, <laughs> That's a, that was that, that was the year the World Series was hosted yes, there, and I correct. I tested negative before I got there, and tested positive when I got home. So it had to be there. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt about it. Well, your team tested positive this year, as in another positive season for the Dolphins. It was a blessing to be involved in it, obviously, and appreciate that. But from the standpoint of a team accomplishment, I would say, you know, and I think it's a fair statement. This team maximized. It's potential. This team got as far as it could get. That was my no, opinion. No doubt. I think, I think that's a very fair evaluation. Our kids always have a way of overachieving, and I think they, uh, they, they definitely maximized their, their abilities to get, to get there. The team we lost to was a better club than us, and I tipped my cap to them. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker last night in the second round of the World Series. They lost 13-12 to 12 in a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, but we talked about that on numerous occasions. That that park in Grand Junction uh, has a way of way of producing Brett some home Cintani. runs. That's what get them. Uh, but they're they're. I don't think they're far from eliminated. It'll see, be interesting to see how they bounce back today. Well, when I wrote the story for the for the finale of the season, I wanted to make sure that I talked about you know what is to come for Delgado baseball. And of course, clearly the most exciting thing is. A new facility, one you've been waiting on for quite some time, and I know we talked at season's end about it. Uh, what, what's the situation now, and how soon yes, are we talking? Yeah, so every morning I wake up, right after I'm finished shaving and brushing my teeth, I check my email to make sure we're still on, on schedule. We're supposed to start construction the first of the month, so we pushed it back, Kenny, because of the regional. We felt we, uh, we had a chance to host the regional this year. We felt that we had a pretty good chance to do so, so... We pushed the construction back to July one because mm-hmm. of that, uh, and and we're still on schedule. So we're we're excited about it. It's something that obviously our program has needed for a long, long time, and uh, it'll be a tremendous shot in the arm for Coach Sherman. Uh, motivating factor for him to to get after a little more and and put some players in this facility that that'll be proud of it. How much of a difference do you feel that can make? With your program, well, I think I think we're living in a brick and mortar world. Kenny, to be quite honest with you, you know, back when when I played, facilities were the last thing you worried about when you picked a school. But in the past, probably ten years, uh, the bricks and mortars around the world has changed that, and everybody's trying to one up the other guys' Major facilities and Shane some of these Burgess. some of these facilities. I mean, you look at LSU facility. Somebody mm-hmm. told me that they had lunch. Man, they got an upgrade. And I, I, I started yeah. cracking up laughing to think that, man, they got an upgrade. You know, I mean, that, that's pretty funny that the guy would think that way. But, I mean, that's that's what we've come to. Oh, I think that that's a legitimate statement about 
LSU, they would probably be middle of the pack now where the SEC is concerned because that's what's happened. That's an arms race in that particular league, and, and we've seen that with all these different facilities in the SEC. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's, 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 a, it's a brick and mortar world. Joe Sherman, our guest, and, of course, talking about baseball. And hey, I had the question here a little bit earlier, Joe. When the, What's the situation with All-American? When does it start? Yeah, so um, I know uh, Joey Latino is in charge of, uh, of the All-American League. I think mm-hmm. his scheduled start date is next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to happen kind of in a hurry here because a lot of kids are just getting back in town from college. But uh, I think that's what they're shooting for is next Saturday is the start date. Pretty excited about it. He's telling me the coaches that, that he has lined up for the, the teams. Chris Westcott, one of the coaches, uh, along with his with his son, uh, Craig Westcott, who was a pretty daggone good professional and college mm-hmm. baseball player. And then uh, Doug Faust is going to handle one club. And uh, Coach Beaudry, David Beaudry, is going to handle another club as well as, as uh, Joey Latino. So those will be the four league coaches. And sounds like it's going to be a, a, a great league. Well, we look forward to that. That's obviously something that's terrific on the calendar each and every year uh, with uh, the trip to Johnstown and the national championship in tow. That's always very special. So now we have the NCAA tournament about to start this weekend. We have four Louisiana teams in the tournament. Nearly had a fifth Southern lost a heartbreaker in its final game in the SWAC tournament. But with the four teams in, that's a streak of 10 straight years where Louisiana's had at least two teams in. So... I guess we'll start there and talk about uh, Louisiana and the kind of baseball programs we have in Louisiana. Well, I think I think you know Coach Johnson in his press conference hit the nail on the head. I think the state of Louisiana doesn't get the credit nationally that it should get for the quality of baseball that's played in this state. I mean, I think probably if you ask Jay one question that that obviously sticks out, he played all these state schools. He sees it firsthand now. I remember last year at the Arizona Regional, the first day I met him, I told him I was from New Orleans, and he goes, man, we really enjoyed playing Southeast Louisiana this year. And, you know, I didn't put two and two together, look at their schedule, but they had an opening uh, series with Southeastern last year in in Tempe, so, um, or Tucson, rather. But um, the, the interesting part of it is that the quality of baseball in our state is second to none. I mean... Uh, Louisiana Tech's program has come tr- a, a tremendous jump in the last four or five years under, under their leadership and then the leadership of Southeastern and, and McNeese and the schools in the Southland, UNO, and, and those programs speak for themselves. And then, you know, you, UL has always had a strong program, and Coach Deggs is continuing the tradition that Coach Robichaud has built there. Uh, and you, you look at the facility I remember what I played in when I played at University of USL when I played against them, mm-hmm. and now it's University of Louisiana, second to none. So everybody's upgrading their programs in the state, and it's, it's exciting. I, I watched the the Southern Alabama State game on my on my telephone. And mm-hmm. That was as good a game as there was on on Championship Saturday, to be quite honest with. You. On Sunday, rather, uh, to be quite honest with, you, fourteen innings and. Uh, Southern had bases loaded three times and couldn't get the big hit, you know. So uh, it's 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 a shame they didn't get in because they they mm-hmm. played as well as anybody. No doubt about it. So let's talk about those that are in and what's what's happening there. I guess we start with 
Hattiesburg. And I know you've got a couple of interesting dynamics going on there because Southern Miss has had a really good year, and they've got a young man named Faust on that team that you know <laughs> pretty well, right? Yeah, so that's, so that's, a, that's a nice piece of the puzzle. Uh, Brady, being the, the player that he is, uh, is uh, you know, he's had a great he's had a great year and is able to fill in and, and, and get some playing time in Santa Field. We're excited about him. But, you know, to be quite honest with you, Kenny, that's the most intriguing regional for all the Louisiana schools because I think LSU fits that talk pretty good. Uh, that Pete Taylor Park and Hill Denson Field is uh, mm-hmm. is known as a launching pad, and uh, I think that their bats are going to play well into it. The question is, how is their pitching going to be able to shut down the other teams' offenses in that in that in that yard? That'll be the difference of that of that regional. I think Southern Miss is probably licking his wounds. They kind of got beat up. Alex it seems like they're going to get a couple of their players back as well as LSU getting a couple of their key pieces back. So uh, being everything healthy, I, I mean, I would see USM against LSU in the finals there. That's not a rocket science prediction, but, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be the, the, the arms of USM really against the arms of LSU as far as who can limit the most damage in that ballpark. Yeah, I think it's a good point about the ballpark. I've done a lot of games there, and you're right. It's definitely a, a home run friendly, hitter friendly ballpark by and large. Now, Southern Miss has good pitching. I mentioned, uh, you know, the familiarity and rooting interest with with uh, Faust on one side, but then on the other side, you've got Tyler McManus and you got Braden Jobert. So I know you're very happy and very proud of what those young men. Yeah, I, I really am. I sent both of them a text message today, wishing them luck. And uh, I told Braden Jobert if he shaved his face, who knows? He might not even get out. He sent he sent me a text back saying, uh, "Thanks, Coach. I'll consider I'll consider your your uh, your challenge." So uh, I'm gonna be interested to see if I have enough power to make him shave or not. <laughs> You're not surprised at all by what 17 home runs he had 19 for you last year. Braden uh, Gilbert has got got a big league got a big league bat. The the thing that he needs to do is polish his, his selection up a little bit. I think if he doesn't chase pitches, one of the one of the things that gets him in trouble is he, he expands the strike zone at times and, and chases pitches that he don't need to chase. But when he has discipline in the zone, he's as good a hitter as there is in college baseball. And, uh, unfortunately, sometimes when we start to, to press, we, we open our zone up a little bit and get away from our playing. I think, I think that's what happened to him. But, uh, you know, he had some streaks there that were phenomenal. I mean, you know, it went 9 for 10 with three home runs or 11 for 15 with four home runs. I mean, that's the kind of player he is. And it's just, it's all about his selection and, and you know, his, his plate discipline. If he has a little strike zone discipline, he could be very special. Very, very excited about Tyler. I mean, I can't say enough about him and his path. I mean, he, he went to Sanford and had a great career at Sanford and then, you know, had the opportunity to be a graduate transfer and get the chance to play at LSU, which probably is every kid's dream in Louisiana at times and for him to be able to get that and, and contribute. I was talking to Coach Johnson about 10 days ago. He says, you know, Joe, Tyler's got some key hits for us at key times. And, uh, he, you know, I said, man, I, I, I just couldn't be more happy for him. I know he wants to be a better catcher and he tries to do his best job behind the plate. But the thing that I'm most proud about is that he's been clutch for him offensively. He has, and you know when you look at that lineup, 
Uh, they expect Jacob Berry to be able to play. That's a big piece, obviously. He's a terrific hitter with a major league ceiling as a hitter. And you can say the same thing about Dylan Cruz. He certainly no doubt. If they, get, if, they get, if they get Barry back and the second baseman back, I mean, their offense is going to be geared up. And from all indications, I, I haven't talked to anyone, but just reading the stuff online and, and on, on Twitter and Facebook, mm-hmm. if you can believe any of that stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like they're both healthy and ready to play. So that's, that's exciting. It is. And, and of course, I know you're not surprised that Trey Morgan has been a really good player for them. Yeah, saw him Trey, quite Trey, I'll be quite, I'll be quite honest with you. I tip my cap to Trey Morgan because offensively, he's been every bit the player that 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 he he could be. And I'll be honest, I didn't think he was going to be that offensive of a player uh, coming out of high school. I mean, he's really his bat is really, really, really picked up. And you know, we got. We got guys chances to see guys play every day. Sometimes you can see him play too much, but in Trey's case, he uh, he's a he's a special kid. He's having a great career there. He is indeed, and of course, they've got other kids in that lineup that can swing the bats as well. But yeah, I think it's a pretty good draw for LSU overall. You know, there's an interesting piece in that. In that, I was reading reading around on social media. One of the leading hitters for Kennesaw State is a five-year transfer that played at Mississippi State, played in 58 games for Mississippi State, and he's their leading hitter on Kennesaw State. I think his name is Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, that's that's an, another interesting piece of the five-year Second transfer. Second baseman, Gavin uh, Nix. So it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Now, Kennesaw State's not going to be any walkover by any no. means. I'll be, I'll be truthful. They... They're going to be offensive, and, and uh, you know the A Sun is a pretty competitive uh, league now. You know Liberty has has had a great year. With, uh, mm-hmm. and by the way, there's a local kid on the Liberty team, uh, a young man that played Legion ball and played at Rumble High School. He's a he's a he's a nice player as well. Played at Bossier Parish Community College, and uh, you know it's great to see him having a good year as well. So. Um, that, that, there's some interesting things. We, Southeastern's got one of my pitchers in Daniel Dugas. I mean, mm-hmm. a kid that did great for us, and that's an that's an interesting regional. I think uh, you know you got the UCLA's in there, and you got you know traditional programs that have been powerhouses for a long time. Uh, Florida State and Auburn. Yeah. Uh, that that's probably one of the toughest regionals they they have. To be honest, as far as name recognition. Auburn, UCLA, and Florida State, Southeastern gets kind of thrown to the wolves there. But, you know, they're going to show up and play. I guarantee you Coach Rides will have, have his team ready to play there. No doubt. Look, I think that it was a great accomplishment for them to, to go to Lake Charles and beat McNeese, uh, who had hammered them in the first four meetings they played them this year. So it was a big win for them. But you're right. I think of all the, the regionals in terms of local teams or area teams from Louisiana – I agree with you. I think that's the toughest one at Auburn. I think that's that's a regional that has those top three teams, any of those three in any given year can win that regional. No doubt, no doubt about it. All right, so then you talk about the Austin regional. Texas, I just came from Austin. Texas, the number one seed, David Pierce, former Tulane coach there. Louisiana Tech, as you alluded to, the number two seed, and they earned it. Uh, Dallas Baptist, the three, they've been really good for several years now. Right, is the fourth seed. Oh, Dallas Baptist is there every year. That's a really good program, isn't it? Yeah, Dallas Baptist has taken the uh, has taken uh, 
the place of Old Roberts. You know, when I was in, mm-hmm. when I was first coaching at Tulane, Old Roberts was always the independent that kind of everybody kind of pointed to. With Coach Cush, Larry Cushell was the head coach there back then. Dallas mm-hmm. Baptist has taken that role in the last couple of years. I mean, their 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 program has taken tremendous leaps and 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 you know really has probably the ultimate respect of any Division One school around. Uh, coach Fitzgerald, the third base coach and assistant at LSU, uh, came from there as well and did a great job recruiting for him. So, they, you know, they're talent rich, and that's that's a tough spot, man. I, I think I think that's another. Obviously, beat Texas at Texas is not an easy task, but they're not they're not in there by themselves by any means. No, I've done uh, I guess about four or five games at Dish Fog. That's the ultimate pitcher's park, by the way. So that's there's it's that a little too. smaller than it used to be, Kenny. They moved the fences in a little bit, Coach. A Field little bit. Yeah. Put those bullpens behind the outfield and move the fences mm-hmm. in a little bit. But yeah, you're right. It is a it was a pitcher's park, and you know, let me just tell you that's one of the most ex- exciting experiences I had in my college career was I got to play third base in Dish Falk in a regional with Mississippi State, Northeast Louisiana, us, Grambling. When I was at Tulane, Pan American was in there as well. Uh, and that Texas team was phenomenal. I think they had seven big leaguers on the, on the team. And then actually Mississippi State won that regional and went to the World Series that year with Pamaro and Clark and and those guys, but uh, that was that, that was a life-lasting experience. I, I I remember very well. Well, you know, I did games for every entity imaginable, and when I was doing University of New Orleans games, and they played in a regional there, it's pretty interesting. Okay, when they played Michigan in the first game, the mat- pitching matchup was Brian Doggy Muller against Jim Abbott. You may have heard of Jim Abbott. And then the the second game, the University of New Orleans played Texas, and the pitching matchup was Joe Sluzarski against Greg Swindell. That's not bad, right? No, there's no doubt. I mean, that <laughs> that that tradition there, Kenny, speaks for itself. I mean, you you got some pretty pretty good pitching there over time. Then you got the College Station Regional with A and M under Jim Schlossnagel. Uh, the number one seed, TCU, uh, Schlossnagel's former team, number two. Isn't that funny how that worked out, right? Uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns are the three seed, Oral Roberts the four seed. You'd like to think they don't look at those things, but, boy, that <laughs> that just had uh, set up all over when you see TCU going there to face their former coach, right? No doubt about it. I mean, that's, I, the NCAA has a way of sneaking in there. You know what I'm saying? They have a oh, way yeah. of, of, doing, of matching. Look what they did. Look what they did. uh Texas A&M and TCU, you know, they put mm-hmm. them in the same regional this year. So that's it's kind of interesting how they just uh, some kind of way try to find find a way to do that. Yeah, you got Oral Roberts in that regional too, and uh, they've been traditionally pretty good. And of course, mentioned Louisiana, that was a really good conference tournament uh, victory for the Raging Cajuns to get there and to be back in the NCAA tournament is pretty good. So uh, you know. What do you know about that program and about that team this year? They kind of flew below radar, didn't they? Yeah, they really have. I mean, they—they, they, you know, like you said, kind of get lost in, in the in the in the clouds every now and then. But a program that—I mean, they all they do is win, Kenny. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the bottom the bottom line is they continue to win, you know, and uh, and win at the right times. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's that's what happened this year, you know. So when you look at the overall field, I mean, I guess most people look at Tennessee and say 
they've got to be the favorite with a guy throwing 100 and with the ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark that they have. Uh, and then, of course, Oregon State is very good. Virginia Tech's a very good team. You know, realistically, I probably have as many as, I'd say, as 10 teams that I think could win it. Uh, when you look at this, how many teams realistically do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you, you talk you talk to all the media around the world, and it's Tennessee and the rest of the world. But uh, to be quite honest with you, when you get Tennessee out of their ballpark, they're a little different club. Now, obviously, they're not going to get out of their ballpark till they get to o- Omaha because, you know, they're going to host the regional and the super regional when they win. But uh, you, put them in, you put them in that park in Omaha, and it's, it's going to be a difference maker for them. Uh, you know, they, they've hit a lot of home runs, but that place is not a very big venue in, in Knoxville. And, and I think, you know, their pitching is power pitching who strikes hitters out. So they say, well, you know, other team plays in the same park. Well, yeah, but when you get got a guy throwing 105, normally those guys don't catch up the baseballs to hit them out of the, out of the park. So they've done a nice job of patting their team around their facility. They've got power pitchers who strike hitters out, and they've got hitters who hit a home runs, and that's a pretty good combination for success. Yeah, I, I think so, and I, look, they're good, and I've seen them enough to know they're good, legitimate. Yes, their ballpark is homer-friendly, but uh, their pitching is very good, and they First play the game very aggressively, too, Hunter so there's that as well. Look, I, I still think Arkansas has a shot. I know they, they kind of, you know. Went I'm going to give you a dog toss nobody talks yeah. about, Oklahoma State. I saw Oklahoma State mm-hmm. last year in yeah. the regional in Arizona, and I'll be quite honest with you. They look like a very tired team, a, t- a team that was really not only mentally fatigued but physically fatigued. But I think that they're bringing a different atmosphere and they're going to be playing at home. I think Oklahoma State's going to make some noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen them, so I couldn't comment on them, honestly. But... They're very talented. they got three big league coaches, uh, three former big leaguers coaching them, too. You know, So, I mean – They've been there, done that, and they their players really respond. I I was really impressed with their program last year in Arizona, but I just I just saw a very hard and I think the fact that they're playing at home is going to energize them a little bit. Uh, and you know they're going to have to beat Arkansas because that Arkansas is in that region, but mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're not the Arkansas of the past, you know. So I I, I look forward. I, I really think Oklahoma State will, will make some noise. Joe Sherman, our guest, and now I want to flip the page and talk about your alma mater at Tulane and what is to come here. We know Jake Otro is not coming, and the attention is turned elsewhere. And, look, it's a job you should have been considered for more than once because of your background and what you've done. I can say that, so you don't have to. But And I have said that on many occasions. That said, you know, is Tulane still the kind of program where you can win the way Rick Jones won and even the way Joe Brockoff won when you were there yeah. as a player well, and a coach? I, I, I'm going to say this, Kenny. The, the, the platform of college baseball has changed in the last five to seven years. I mean, obviously, uh, you talk to Skip Bergman, and I, I, I speak to him often. Skip will tell you that college baseball, Doesn't when he coached in college baseball, is a whole different monster. So there are a lot more people that are more concerned about their college baseball programs around the country. And because of that, it's made Tulane's job even harder because of the type of play that you're able to attract there. The number one thing that I will reiterate till I go to my grave 
that hasn't changed since I've been the assistant coach and a recruit coordinator there is you're fighting a tuition with 11.7 scholarships that is second to none in the country. I mean, they can talk about Stanford. You can try to compare them to Stanford. You can try to compare them to Vanderbilt. You can try to compare them to Rice. All these schools, Stanford, Rice, and Vanderbilt, all have programs established that make it affordable for kids to go to their institutions. Tulane doesn't have that piece, and that's an integral piece that needs to probably be addressed for for athletics to be successful on baseball because you're not talking about a full scholarship. You're talking about 11.7 and having to field 36 players in that 11.7. So that being said, need, they need the scholarship that Vanderbilt's using. They need the scholarship that Rice is using. They need the scholarship that Stanford uses within their program, within their institution that they're projected to help kids with. And Tulane probably really needs to address that. I mean, it's, it's something that's got their hands tied. That is really, it's really, you know, I said this today at lunch to a group Start that stop. I spoke with. Jake the coach at Tulane that got fired was the same coach when he got hired that had nothing but tremendous resume. I mean, his resume spoke for itself. He, he, he should have been and could have been and was successful at times at Tulane. The difference is that you, you, you need the ability. You need players to be successful. Good, yeah. good coaches have good players. And anybody that thinks players don't win games and coaches do, they need to probably look in the mirror and, and get those answers because the bottom line is if you don't have good players and enough of them, you're not going to be able to compete with the Joneses. And that's, and that's the problem. And, and no, no pun intended, Rick had great players, and, and he had enough of them. This, you know, Coach Jewett didn't have enough of them. He's the same coach that they hired to be successful. He didn't change any. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's the ability and, and who he was able to bring in. And, you know, I'm, and I'm not knocking the kids there. I got, I got a player there myself. But, I mean, you need enough of them. You need enough of the, of, of the puzzle to be full before you can see the picture. And, and unfortunately, the, the financial aid side of Tulane is probably what's hampering them more than anything. It's not the coach. It's being able to afford to get kids to afford to go there. Well, I think that's it. And the tuition's going up. I saw that. So now you're talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, seventy-five, eighty thousand 80000 a year. Yeah, they're talking about $80,000 for four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. it's a house note, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's it's. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, you 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 know, it's it it is what it is. But you know, the the coach that goes there needs some support. He needs some help through financial aid. I mean, look what Vanderbilt has done with their minority scholarship program. Mm-hmm. Look what Rice has done with their 3.2. I think if you make a, a 3.0 in 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 high school, you go to Rice for nothing. I mean, that's amazing. That's a that's a tremendous that's a tremendous you know uh, thing to have. I mean, Stanford has their their scholarship program, and, and they're Miller, able to attract players from across the country. I mean, no. Tulane Tulane's missing that piece. No doubt about it. So, bottom line is what you're saying is, regardless of who comes in, unless things change, it's going to be difficult to be a program that matters. 
I think I think it's going to be difficult to be able to compete with the guys that you know the upper level players and programs in the country. I mean that's and that's the sad truth to be honest with you. And it's it's unfortunate for the coaches that you know Coach Pierce was able to do it, and you know and Coach Jones obviously did it. I mean you know get in the Hall of Fame and get to the World Series like he did if he he couldn't figure out the formula, but. Things have changed since he's been there, you know. I mean, they used to have some, some help through legislative scholarships, which aren't there anymore. I mean, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that they need to get put back into the puzzle so we can finish the picture. No, listen, I agree with you. Look, it was obvious that Troy Dannon's search this time started internally looking within the Tulane family and program, thus Jake Gotro. Uh, but now... I don't know that they're going to go in that direction. We've heard a lot of names uh, that have been bandied about, including both of those coaches in the Southland tournament at McNeese and at Southeastern. And, of course, you know, we've heard about a Texas assistant. We've heard about a lot of different guys. I mean, at this point, I don't know that we know where they're going with this, right? Well, well as, 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 a, as an athletic director, Coach, and I think in, in, in Troy's defense, I mean, Troy has his hands tied, too. I mean, you know, he, he's not making Trust the decisions that, that, that the coaches are asking for him to make. I mean, it's not his decision to be made. I mean, the the bottom line to all this is the admissions and administration at Tulane need to make this. You know, I don't think any coach is asking for anybody to, to get in that doesn't deserve to get in or anybody, mm-hmm. you know, to get financial aid that doesn't deserve financial aid. But you need you – need, you need some help. Listen, I agree. I just think it's it's a different time and place. It's a difficult task. And people that have the great memories, and I talk to them all the time, they think it can happen, that you can turn a light on and it can happen. I just I don't think that's accurate. And it's not to defend Trent Jewett at all or Travis Jewett. Well, I, as a, as I mean, a Tulane alum and as a former yeah. Tulane player and coach, there's mm-hmm. nobody in the world that wants Tulane to be more successful than me. And, and at the same time, unfortunately, because I've been there and done that, I understand some of the things that are hampering their opportunity to be successful. Um, I mean, I'm going to say this as blunt as I can say it. I think Jake Gotro probably understands what he was up against and sees that his situation where he is now is a lot better situation than, than he could probably get it done at, at Tulane. I don't know that for a fact, but, I mean, mm-hmm. for him to withdraw his name, he must understand that the opportunity is not very easy, and uh, you know the opportunity that he, that he has existing right now is a is a better opportunity for him. So uh, I don't know why he turned the job down, or, or you know if, if if he was even offered the job. But all the all the fingers point to the fact that he was, and that he's looking to you know he's just going to stay at Mississippi State. I know this. I know whoever gets the job. I will be 100% behind and try to be as helpful and, and contribute and my little advice that I have to them that I can. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, Joe, how come your players don't go, go to Tulane? And some of the reasons they don't go to Tulane are what we just talked about. You know, some of my guys can't afford to go to Tulane. Some right. of my guys just, you know, it's, it's not an academic problem. It's, an, it's a financial problem. And, uh, you know, until they address, I think that's the biggest piece to the puzzle. I mean, they got to address the, the the financial side of it and financial aid side of it and try to make it 
affordable for kids to to be able to you know to go there and play. I mean, you know, the last thing you want to do is take student loans out that you're paying for the rest of your life, and and that's what some of these kids are doing. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I mean that's just the bottom line. No, it's a very difficult message to sell Red to people that can't afford uh, to go there because that question comes to me all the time. Why don't they recruit more locally? Well, how many can really afford to go based upon the numbers? Now, Rick Jones was on the show, I guess, a week ago or so, and he talked about the NCAA is looking at you know, the possibility of, of changing rules in baseball and upping the scholarship limit, and he's always been uh, a big critic of the way baseball is treated by the NCAA with this 11.7. And I agree with him. Baseball is a huge sport, and it's been a moneymaker on so many levels. And to only have 11.7 in this sport, just to me, it defies logic. Yeah, it's almost not fair. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, why why should 11.7 be the number for baseball just because of, you know, what it is. But all that being said, Kenny, listen, I, I, I can't reiterate that, Whoever it is, I hope I, I wish him the best of luck, and I hope they find the right guy. And I hope mm-hmm. Tulane wakes up and says, "Hey, let's try to do something financially that that we can, uh, you know, that we can give some little kids some opportunity to, and uh, it, it works out." It does. Look, I just think that ultimately, uh, it's a situation where the NCAA has to be smarter about this with this particular sport because it generates so much now. Baseball was a non-revenue sport for many years. It's clearly a revenue sport in many locales now, and it's changed. And as things evolve and things change, then you must change. And I think that's what the NCAA has to do. That's my opinion. I've been saying this for a while. Nothing's really changed my mind on that. Well, listen, I always enjoy visiting with you. If there's yep. something we can do, don't hesitate yep. to yell at us, and we'll walk. Uh, well, We'll, we'll follow that summer league on your you got it. on your station. Yeah, we'll be doing a couple of Legion games too, we, and probably sneaking over there next week. Stay tuned for that. We'll publicize that too. And always Fisher, a pleasure. And, and once again, Fisher. appreciate the time tonight, and appreciate being allowed to be part of your program again this year. It was a blast. Always, always a pleasure, Kenny. Thanks so much. All right, Joe. Thank you, Joe Sherman of Delgado, and pretty good analysis there in the NCAA regionals and what's to come. And by the way, we're watching the. Crescent City Sports Prep League game right now between Malcolm Dinas, based at Archbishop Rummel, and Retief Oil, based at Jesuit. No score in the top of the third inning of this contest. Bryce Pitts pitching for Retief, and Shane Hurstius for Malcolm Dinas. Of course, we'll have uh, Twitter updates all night at, at Ken Trahan, and we'll have a game story on it for you a little bit later on, too, that you'll be able to read when this one is over with as part of our Prep League coverage, and you saw all the scores from last night if you went to Crescent City Sports with some recaps of the games that were played, and we'll have that for you on a regular basis. So look forward to being able to bring that to you. We can tell you that right now, top of the third inning has just ended. No runs across, and a runner stranded, so they're on to the bottom of the third, and it's no score between Malcolm Dinas and Retief Oil. And again, you can follow me on Twitter to be able to get updates on this one. All right, the number to call is 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to hear from you. When we return, NBA Finals. Who do you have and why? Love to get your take on it. We'll give you ours as we continue. Glad you're with us on this Wednesday night. It's hump day, right? Looking forward to getting over the hump and getting toward the end of the week. Ken Trahan with you as we originate from John Ryan Stadium in Metairie tonight. This is All Access. Rudy Dixon is our producer, and we're back following a brief timeout right here on 106.1 FM 
Nash Icon, and as always, you can catch us on the World Wide Web. We're at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4455 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 4455. Enjoy! So in life, throw you uh-ohs. Just say, better get Mako. Go to mako.com for an online estimate today. Celebrate the start of your day the local way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. We've got a brand new look with the same great premium taste. Try our chocolate beignet blend with flavors of rich chocolate and classic New Orleans beignets. Pick up some today at your local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee, a true taste of New Orleans. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Hi, Tom Bodette here. Just thinking about how people all talk to cats the same way. You know, that calming voice those floofers pretend they can't hear, all cute and standoffish. It does get their motors purring, though. Let's see if it sounds like catnip to your ears when I say, Pets stay free at Motel 6 in rooms that are more comfy than a box full of yarn. Do you like that, people, people, people? I'm <laughs> Tom Bodette for Motel 6, the proud sponsor of pets, and we'll leave the laser light on for you. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-216-9922. That's 1-800-216-9922. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-216-9922. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquo.com slash commercials. 
DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. This report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. You've heard the latest news, traffic, and weather, but there's something else you should hear. Consider getting a COVID-19 booster, as recommended by the CDC. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. At the SEC meetings in Destin, Florida, Alabama coach Nick Saban said he never said anyone did anything wrong in reference to his comments about Texas A&M buying their home recruiting class through NILs. No comment from A&M. Another woman has filed a lawsuit against Deshaun Watson, joining 22 others who accused the Browns quarterback in civil cases filed in 2021 of inappropriate sexual conduct during massage sessions. In game one of the NHL Western Conference Final, Colorado outscored Edmonton 8-6. In the French Open quarterfinals, Rafael Deval continued his dominance on clay, hosting rival Novak Djokovic in four sets. And more than a dozen PGA Tour players, including two-time major champion Dustin Johnson, were in the field for the first LIV Golf Tournament Series event, played next month outside of London. 42 players in the film released, including PGA Tour members Sergio Garcia, Kevin Na, Louis Eustazen, and Lee Westwood. Phil Mickelson, not on the list of players released Tuesday. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Ken Trahan with you on this Wednesday night. Thanks to Joe Sherman for spending time with us, as always. And, of course, the NBA Championship Series uh, set to start tomorrow night and certainly looking forward to, to seeing what transpires there. I know some people are ready to coronate Golden State, and I understand that. I think they've got the most overall talent. But Boston plays such tough defense. With the Celtics, it's all about do they get enough scoring? Because if they do, with the kind of defense marker, smart plays, and the team defense that they play, and Williams being in there, who's a defensive presence, I think it gives Boston a chance. Look, I know they barely survived Miami. and But then again, I think Miami was undersold as a team, and a well-coached team at that with Spolster. So I certainly like Golden State to win this series. But I think this, is, this could be a seven-game series. And it wouldn't shock me if Boston won because of the tough-mindedness of this team and how tough they are physically as well. My question, as I said before, is how much offense are they going to get? Uh, White has been really good off the bench, being able to score the ball. He's emerged. But certainly the big three in Smart would be the third part of that with Jalen Brown behind Tatum, who's been, of course, Jason Tatum's a, a top-level player in the league at this point. Some people, most people have them top 10, and understandably so. So, I mean, I've watched these games, and I'm just so impressed with Boston defensively that I think it's really going to give them a chance in this game. I really do. Uh, I just look at them, and I see them as a team that can get plenty enough stops. Uh, and with Golden State, it's all about the shooting, as you know. As Steph Curry has, if he's on, forget it. You know, Clay Thompson has certainly been better, still not quite what he was before the serious injury sent him back. But the Splash Brothers are alive and well. And Thompson can't hurt you. So, uh, But I do think it's going to be all about uh, shot making for Golden State. They make shots, they're not going to lose. 
And certainly I'm not picking against them given the circumstances. They're just a good team, uh, and they have a lot to offer. So I'm a big fan of Golden State Warriors, and I think they're the team to beat, although Boston is so tough. I see this as possibly going seven games, and I think that would be great for basketball. I do know this. The NBA is very happy because they got the two teams they wanted with Golden State and Boston because of the television markets and the star power that exists on these teams. 260-1061, a brief timeout. Back with more in a moment here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Attention hurricane victims of New Orleans. Here's something I bet you didn't know. Hurricanes are the most underpaid claims there are. Insurance companies know they can get away with a lot after a hurricane, and what they pay you is normally way less than you deserve. You need a payout in your favor, not theirs. Remember, you are the victim, not them. Don't get taken by some adjuster trying to make a name for themselves, saving their company thousands by slow-paying, low-balling, or denying your claim. You pay them to have help when you need it most, but when it comes time for them to pay you, all you get is denied, delayed, and underpaid. The folks over at Clear Claim Public Adjusters know what it's like. They've made hurricane claims their number one priority. Let them inspect and give you an estimate showing all the things your insurance probably left off or undervalued. This means thousands more in your pocket. You have nothing to lose, only money to gain. That's right, they will give you their expert opinion for free. Remember, even if you already filed and got paid, they can probably get you a lot more money. They even take calls till midnight. Call 504-677-8000. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4455 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 4455. Enjoy! The uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dents, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh-ohs, just say, Better get Mako! And go to Mako.com to book your appointment today. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Hey, DQ fans! Make sure to cast your vote for the official combo meal of MLB at DQ.com. With Tim Anderson's Burger and Blizzard meal and Bryce Harper's Burger and Blizzard meal, you just have to try both. Vote for your favorite at DQ.com. Happy tastes good. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Catch great live theater starting Thursday and running through June 12th with Disney's The Little Mermaid Jr. at the Cutting Edge Theater. And for a four-day festival of all things horror, check out the Overlook Film Festival starting Thursday at Canal Place Theaters. Log on to our website, whereyat.com, to vote in our Best of the Big Easy contest. And save the date for June 15th for the Neptunia Gin Mix-Off Finals at the Virgin Hotel, featuring no cover, complimentary cocktails, and more. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. 
not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Concerned, of course, they create some fan opportunities for minicamp coming up June 14th through the 16th, and a lot of national chatter about Baker Mayfield and where he might end up eventually. And a lot of that chatter is centered on the Saints, which I don't buy at all. I know Jameis Winston is still in a knee brace and limping a little bit, but he's on schedule to be where he needs to be. They went out and got Andy Dalton to be their veteran backup, who you know can play in a pinch and help you win a game. And then I, I do think, as I've said on many occasions, they still like Ian Book. They don't, uh, they haven't, by any stretch of the imagination, given up on him, by virtue of the one impossible game he played in a year ago. So unless they know something we don't know about Winston's recovery, I don't see anything happening with Mayfield or anybody else. I just I'm not buying into that. Winston's on schedule. That's what really matters. The quarterback room is obviously set uh, with the three guys they have. In tow. I don't think there's going to be anything to change that dynamic. So that's my take on the quarterback situation with the Saints. I don't see anything changing there. And when you look at the running back situation, it's a different dynamic. Of course, Alvin Kamara, the suspension lingering, which you got to believe is going to happen. Mark Ingram, solid but longer in the tooth. Tony Jones didn't do what they hoped he would do last year. You got Madam Prentice at fullback. You've got, of course, when you're looking at who else could figure in this mix, you got to consider the undrafted running back and Abram Smith from Baylor being part of that mix. And I think he's a guy that's going to get every chance to be able to make this team. Is that a position they can still address? Yes, I think it is. I don't think you you're absolutely set there, at least not in my opinion. Uh, from the running back perspective. And then, of course, you look at wide receiver group. You got Michael Thomas, you got Marquez Callaway, you got Chris Olave, you got Traquan Smith, and you got Jarvis Landry. And then, of course, you got Deontay Harris. Well, that's six guys right there. There's your, there's your receiving core. I don't see anything changing there. Tight end position, you got Adam Troutman, Taysom Hill moving there. Got to get him healthy. Nick Vanette, veteran player. I think they have what they are looking for there. Now that's assuming Hill recovers from that Liz Frank injury, has not participated in OTAs. Undrafted rookie Lucas Kroll certainly could figure in the mix. You know, you look at tackle, Trevor Penning, James Hurst at left tackle, Ryan Ramchek at right tackle, Andrus Pete at left guard, Eric McCoy at center, Cesar Ruiz at right guard, Calvin Throckmorton in reserve. Question is who starts at left tackle? I think Hurst will get the shot initially. So that's my team. Defensive line, Cameron Jordan, Carl Grandison, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner. You're off your defensive ends. You've got Tano Passignon, obviously figures in the mix too. David Onyemata, Malcolm Roach, defensive tackles. Shai Tuttle, Contavia Street there too. Middle linebacker, or the, you know, you're talking about the linebacker position, period. Demario Davis, Pete Warner. You know, Caden Ellis, Andrew Dowell, DeMarco Jackson, draft pick, Zach Vaughn. Secondary, Marshawn Lattimore, Bradley Roby, Paulson Adebo in the corners, C.J. Gunner-Johnson, Alante Taylor could be slot guys, and then at the safety spots, and Marcus May suspension, certain to come, but Teran Matthew, P.J. Williams, J.T. Gray. 
Will Lutz, your kicker. Blake Gilligan, your punter. Return man is Hardy. There you go. There's your roster. Brief timeout. Final word in a moment. You're on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is Rapid Urgent Care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to RapidUrgentCare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent, with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If SelectQuote didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-506-6149. That's 1-800-506-6149. 1-800-506-6149. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4455 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code four four. Five, five. Enjoy. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss. Are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. Well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SALE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SALE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code SALE. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. 
give us a call at 504-260-1061. And finally, NHL Eastern Conference Finals getting underway tonight. The Tampa Bay Lightning two-time defending Stanley Cup champs against the New York Rangers. Of course, in the Western Conference, Game 1, Colorado outscored Edmonton 8-6 last night. Our thanks to Joe Sherman for spending time with us. Thanks to Rudy Dixon, our producer. And, of course, tomorrow night, the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and I at 6 p.m.